Welcome to the Rankin Baptist Church Podcast. Please note that all or some of this podcast may have been recorded during our live physical services at Rankin Baptist Church. Therefore, sound quality may be affected in some areas. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning, church. I trust that you had a blessed time of worship. I know I did. And I definitely look, for, definitely look forward to the day when we can meet again in person. And we eagerly await the president's announcement that churches can open again. Now, Stephen Covey wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And habit number two that he mentions is the habit to always begin with the end in mind. And one person who truly lived this out was an American evangelist by the name of D.L. Moody who lived in the 19th century. And at the end of his life, this is what he said to his family. I'm not discouraged. I want to live as long as I am useful. But when my work is done, I want to be up and off. The next day, Moody awakened, and after a restless night, he carefully measured his words, and he said, Earth recedes. Heaven opens before me. His son, Will, concluded that his father must have been dreaming. No, he said, this is no dream. It is beautiful. If this is death, it is sweet. There is no valley here, and God is calling me. And I must go. Now, we have started a a series on the lessons that God is teaching us through COVID. And today we're going to have a look at the second lesson that God teaches us. And that is lessons that we can learn from death. Now, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 1 says, A good name is better than fine perfume. And the day of death is better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. For death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration is better than laughter because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. Now, What King Solomon is basically saying here is that it is better for us to go to funerals than going to parties because we learn almost nothing from parties, but we learn a lot when we go to funerals. Now, this is a very strange saying from King Solomon. I mean, King Solomon was the wisest king to ever live. And at the end of of his life, this is wisdom that he shares with us. So he's saying that it is better to go to a house of mourning, which is a funeral, than to be in a house of feasting, which is a celebration or a party. So we learn that it is better because going to a funeral adds value to your life. When you go to a funeral, you learn something. And we um, learn something that could possibly cause us to make changes that are good for us in our lives. Now, King Solomon is saying that basically there is an upside to feeling down. There are at least three reasons why funerals are good for us. 
Firstly, it reminds us of how short life is. Now, if we are reminded of how short life is, we tend to ask the important questions like, am I ready to die? And secondly, when we ask the important questions like, am I ready to die? Am I ready to meet my maker? Despite all the sadness from the funeral, we tend to take stock of our own lives and reflect upon the things in our lives that probably we do need to change. We may reset our priorities and focus on the things that are more important to us. Maybe we'll stop fretting over the small things, like the small things that caused us to be anxious and worried. We discover don't seem to be worth our time anymore. And the third thing that it reminds us of when we think of how short life is, is the relationships that we have in our lives. And when we realize how short life is, it may be the catalyst that we need to change certain things in our lives, especially when it comes to our relationships with other people. We need to forgive those who hurt us. Maybe we have hurt others and we need to ask for forgiveness and reconcile the relationships that have broken. You know, when we go to a funeral, Usually the bond of family tends to get stronger and we appreciate our friends and our family and the people in our lives even more and we want to spend more time together. We learn almost nothing from celebrations because sometimes they cause us to forget about our mortality and as a result we seem to become more carefree. Now we love to celebrate. I love going to weddings. I love going to parties. I love to celebrate with people. And when I make a list of things to do in a month or in a given week or a year, definitely attending a funeral is not at the top of my list. But King Solomon is saying that it should be. But there is nothing wrong with celebrating. But you know, eventually we can celebrate and celebrate and have go to parties and parties. But one thing we need to realize that eventually the party has to come to an end. And we have to face the, reali- the reality of things that we would rather forget. Sometimes it helps us to forget the troubles of life and our responsibilities. But as I said, eventually the party comes to an end and we are faced with those realities. Now, in my life, I have attended quite a few funerals of loved ones who passed away too early for their time. And one of the most recent funerals that I had to attend was the funeral of my stepdad who died just over a year ago. Now he didn't die from COVID, but he passed away suddenly in a freak accident. It was sudden and it was unexpected. And all the sadness and heartbreak, it was difficult to go through, but going through all of those things taught me some very valuable life lessons that I'm trying to live out every day. One of the things that it taught me is that we have no control over when we die. Absolutely no control. We don't know the day that we will die. But we do have control out of, out of, um, we do have control over how we live. And we have to live life to the full. I have to live life to the full. And I learned to make the most of my life. 
in the way that I serve God and in my relationships with others, not to be so easily offended. And then also just to take time to enjoy this life that God has given me on this earth. You know, God has given us life to also enjoy it. Now, why would King Solomon give us this seemingly weird bit of wisdom? Well, we are reminded that death is the destiny of all people. At funerals, we learn that one day that you and I are also going to die. Now, death is the end of life. It is the finality of our plans, our hopes and our dreams and all of that comes to an end and our life on this earth comes to an end. Death is most definitely an unpleasant topic. It is not something that we like to bring up when we are brying with our friends or having a cup of tea with somebody or at a party or a celebration. We don't like to discuss death. And this is because death is often associated with grief, loss and pain. And those are all emotions that we don't want to remember. Now, death is also sometimes scary because many people don't know what is going to happen to them after they die. Many people as well, even Christians, believers, are afraid of death or anxious to die because they are afraid of the way in which they will die. You know, even at funerals, we don't like to address the reality of our mortality. We don't like to address death. And often we just jump straight to at least he or she is in a better place. Now, COVID has caused us to become confronted with death because it seems to be all around us because it is at the forefront of the news on social media. It is in our faces all the time. And we just keep seeing rest in peace, this person, rest in peace, that person, which is certainly very difficult and sad. But you know that at someone's funeral, we are reminded that we are going to die. We cannot change it. We cannot avoid it because death is the destiny of everyone. It is an inevitability. It is inescapable. It is also predictable, not when we will die, but that we will die. It is a certainty. It is final and it cannot be avoided. Many people have tried to freeze their bodies, you know, this whole cryogenic thing because they are afraid to die and they want to be awoken later. But the reality is we're all going to die. And we don't have control over life or death because God himself is the author of life and death. We like to talk about all aspects and make plans of the life that is ahead of us. We love to ask primary school students, young kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? I know when I was growing up, I wanted to be a veterinarian or a marine biologist. We love to make plans. When a student is finished with high school, we like to ask them, what are you going to be studying? What are you going to be doing when you've matriculated? Which university are you going to? Where are you going to be studying? And many plans have to be made. What about when somebody reaches the age of retirement? We like to ask, so now that you're retired, what are you going to be doing with all of your time? Um, we like to think about that we are destined to accomplish things in our lives, which we most certainly are, 
but we don't like to talk about the day of our death, which is also our our destiny. So here's the strange thing about Christians. We don't like to talk about the inevitability of death. And one reason is because sometimes we as Christians can be naive and be in a little bit of denial about death. But why is it so awkward to talk about? You know, here's the thing. It is easier definitely to deal with death when we mentally entertain that death is a possibility when we get COVID or even when our loved one, our loved ones get COVID. You know that at a funeral of someone that we love, we learn that death is not conditional. It is not selective, but it affects absolutely everybody. When you think of it, Eventually, there will be a funeral for every person who has attended a funeral. Death does not discriminate. It does not matter who you are. You can be rich, the most rich person on this earth. You can be poor. You can be famous. You can be unknown. You can be young or old. You can be a Christian or an unbeliever. Everybody is going to die at some point. Yet there are many who feel that somehow, as an entire family, I am not going to get COVID. I believe and I have faith. And that faith kind of shields us from getting COVID. Or so we think. So we first felt that we couldn't get COVID. And I mean, people even prayed against it. Last year, there was a a pastor, a prophet, who declared or prophesied that by the end of May 2020, COVID will be gone. It is going to be here, it's going to be fleeting, and then it is going to leave. You know, some people even prayed against the spirit of COVID, trying to bind it in Jesus' name and trying to get rid of it. And quite frankly, it is called denial. Then we realized that it's not going to work. And as it started to spread, especially this third wave, we are hearing of so many people contracting COVID, we realized that we need to make peace with the fact that we might get it. But we still don't want to make the peace peace with the fact that I might die or a loved one might die because we are praying for them. We have faith. But the reality is that not everybody will make it. You know, COVID caused a lot of panic. People locked themselves away. They sanitized their homes. They wore their masks. And it's good to take all of those precautions. But some people went so far as to isolate themselves, even since last year, only going to the shop when it was necessary, trying to protect their loved ones, not coming to church in case they caught COVID. But the reality is that somehow those people still caught COVID. And unfortunately, some still passed away. You know, people speculated in the beginning, it's the old people who are affected. They're going to be the ones who will die. Now people are saying it is the young people. They also speculated about people with comorbidities. But you know, the COVID has shown us that we don't really have control. We don't really know. You may lose loved ones and you yourself may also pass away. But the question we need to be asking ourselves is, are you ready to meet your maker? 
And this is a message to those who are still living, to consider it and take it to heart. You know, the Amplified Version says, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of, fe- the house of feasting. For that day, the day of death, is the end of every man. And the living will take it to heart and solemnly ponder its, me- its meaning. This is a lesson for the living because you and I, we can still learn. We can still do something for about it. You know, unfortunately, when we attend the funeral of somebody who has passed away, it is too late for them because they have already passed on from this life. Let me ask you a question. How many funerals um, have you been to where you realize that the person who passed away never learned any lessons from the funerals that they attended? For example, maybe they never corrected things in their lives that they should have, like making a commitment to Jesus. Were they a believer? And sometimes we attend the funerals of people who never turned away from their sin or their backsliding. What about some of the people who probably or possibly left too early because of health issues, smoking, overeating, not getting any exercise. I mean, many things that cause us to die early, but lessons that we can learn and things that we need to change. And we are considered, we are um, encouraged to consider these things and take these lessons seriously, to take them to heart. We need to do something about it. Don't just recognize the lesson, but actually make changes to your life. Make peace with the reality of contracting COVID and possibly you or someone close to you may die. You know, COVID has certainly taken its toll on us. And seeing, maybe attending funerals um, virtually or in person, We learn lessons from the lives of the people who have passed away. And funerals definitely teach us something. And sometimes it is the catalyst for something that we need to change in our lives. And that is why King Solomon is saying that it is better to be at a funeral than to be at a party or a celebration. And COVID has definitely taken its tolls on us as we are confronted each and every single day with the statistics of people contracting it, people passing away, and then also social media, seeing on people's statuses, people losing loved ones, and we fear for ourselves. But let this be a time of reflection. Consider your life and the changes that you need to make. Write them down and then practice the lessons that you have learned. Now, death is not always a nice topic to talk about. And even at funerals, it it brings us to the point of reality of how short life is. But there's also something that um, can be positive about even the day of our death and lessons that people will learn even at our funeral. You know, this hope that we have is that God never intended for death to be our final destiny. That was never God's intention. And this is a hope that is unique to Christians because death is just the doorway to eternal life, to eternal glory, because death is not on this earth, is not the final destiny for believers. It is one of the stops along the path 
to our real destiny, eternal life. And one day we will be going to heaven as believers. You know, in Revelation 21 verse 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. You know, heaven is going to be great. Jesus says that the streets are paved with gold, that we have a place in a mansion that God is building for us, that there is going to be a feast even. And we do not need to fear death. Solomon not only told us about um, the day of our death, but he also tells us how to live. And in Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, he says that we need to remember our Creator in the days of our youth while we still can. But in order to receive this eternal life and to have this hope, we have to come to God through Jesus. In John 11 verse 25 to 26, it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, if you believe this today, then I want to invite you to pray a prayer for me. For some of you, this may be the first time you ever pray this prayer. But for some of us, we also need to recommit our lives to Jesus and just get our priorities right. So I want to invite you to repeat after me and to pray this prayer with me. Let's close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity for me to put my hope in you. I thank you that you died for my sins and rose again three days later so that I can have the hope of everlasting life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart and I commit my life to you. Thank you that I no longer need to fear death because my hope and future is secure in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you that if you prayed this prayer for the very first time, please get into contact with us. You can get into contact with us through the church website at rbaptchurch.org or you can contact us on 84 so that we can walk this journey with you. We pray that the Lord blesses you and we look forward to um, hearing from you. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to share it with people you feel may be encouraged by it as well. Also remember, for more resources, to watch our video sermons, or to find out more about Ramsey Baptist Church, visit us online at www.rbaptchurch.org.